Chapter Forty Six of the Peril Finders by George Fenn. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Renee Lacroix. The Peril Finders by George Fenn. Chapter Forty Six A Patient Patient. I wonder you are both alive, said the doctor gravely, as he began to make a careful examination of the Mustang. The height of those cliffs is far greater than I expected. Chris's eyes danced with glee, for he was beginning more and more to forget his injuries and his delight at recovering his pony. But we only fell a bit at a time, father, he said merrily. I suppose not, said the doctor dryly. But now can you help me a little? or are you too full of aches and pains you mean with the pony father oh yes i'm going to help he'll be so much quieter if i stand with him that's what i thought for i don't want to have to throw the poor beast he must be sore enough as it is stand forward and be on your guard yes said chris quietly but i never thought of it before his saddle and bridle are both gone i wonder his skin hasn't gone too said wilton but you had better get a good strong bridle on him again doctor we'll see we'll soon show whether he will bear what i do or show fight be on your guard chris for bites and kicks he won't bite or kick me father cried the boy resentfully not now my boy but i'm thinking about when i'm taking out those arrows i must cut let's see the doctor patted the poor animal on the neck, talking to him caressingly, and then passed his hand along slowly till his fingers pressed the spot where about an inch of one of the broken arrows stood out of the shoulder. At the first touch the pony winced, giving a sharp twitch, making the skin crinkle up together, and he raised one hoof and stamped it impatiently, but he showed no disposition to bite. "'I believe he'll stand it,' said the doctor, examining the wound. It's beginning to fester already, and I dare say the cutting will give as much relief as pain. It's risky to chance it, doctor, said Wilton. No, I think not, was the reply. I don't give animals the credit for much sense, but the poor beast knows us, and he may have enough to be aware that we are trying to do him good. As the doctor spoke, he opened his leather case of instruments and took out a curved, hook-like knife and a pair of strong forceps water and sponge already that's right now then we shall soon know stand in front of his head chris then as soon as the boy was where he was directed to stand stroking the poor beast's nose the doctor took hold of the broken shaft with the forceps made sure of the position of the flattened arrowhead and then passing the curved knife down by its side made one firm cut through the skin and muscle and the next moment the withdrawn arrow was thrown on the stones at their feet brave boy said the doctor loudly why he hardly winced now for the sponge and water that's right and he bathed and pressed the bleeding wound thoroughly there he said i believe the poor brute really does understand let that bleed a little it will help it to heal better now for the next this was a very different injury for plainly enough to be seen just beneath the skin there lay fully six inches of a broken arrow the doctor passed his hand over this, and the pony shivered a little, but it was only a very superficial flinch, 
and the doctor changed his knife for another lying in the leather case. Poor old fellow, he said. I believe I could do anything to him. He must understand. The two boys watched everything intently, and noted that the operator pinched up the skin and arrow together, then starting from the orifice where the missile had entered, he drew the keen point along the shaft till it grated on the barbed head, dividing the skin cleanly the whole length of the arrow, which required no forceps to remove it, for it dropped down of its own weight. "'Why, Chris,' cried the doctor, "'you couldn't have borne this so patiently. Now hold up the bucket, Ned. That's the way.' I dare say the sponging feels comforting and takes off the itching. But ought it to bleed, father? asked Chris. No, no, the injury is only to the skin. There's very little harm done. The third wound was far worse, and to get out the arrowhead, the doctor had to cut deeply, with the result that the equine patient stamped angrily and whinnied and shook his head. But he stood firm, making no attempt to kick or bite, and as soon as the wound was being bathed, stood blinking and evidently enjoying having its muzzle smoothed. Then came the long cut or tear on the poor brute's flank, an injury so tender that he winced and shivered at the slightest touch. But there was no cutting here, nothing but bathing and cleansing the place thoroughly, before the skin was drawn together by means of pins passed through the edges and wax silk wound round and round from head to point of the little pins. The skin of the other injuries was closed in the same way, and then the doctor made a fresh examination of the poor animal's sprain. "'I can do nothing here,' he said. "'Nature will put that right. There, Chris, lead him back to the others, and let him graze and forget his troubles if he can.' No leading was required, the pony following his master like a dog back to the pasture, where he began grazing for a few moments, before turning up his head to whinny loudly, and then lie down in the thick grass, stretching out legs and head, extended upon the flank. "'Why, Chris!' cried Ned. "'He's fainting!' "'Or something worse!' cried Chris anxiously, as he sank stiffly upon his knees before the mustang's head and laid his hand upon the neck. "'No, he's all right,' cried Ned eagerly, for the pony, on feeling the touch of his master's hand and hearing his voice, raised his muzzle, looked at him, and let it sink down again. "'Poor old fellow,' said Chris softly and he stayed there kneeling and talking quietly to the injured animal till a shout from the terrace recalled them back. Chris gave the soft neck another pat or two and limped off with his companion. "'I do hope he's not going to die, Ned,' he said, and he looked back when they had passed the mules to have the satisfaction of seeing the pony make an effort to rise, without avail, but on the second trial he stood up with his legs far apart, gave himself a shake, and then lowered his head to begin biting feebly at the grass. "'Think he'll get over it, father?' said Chris, as he reached their stronghold. "'Oh, yes, the injuries are not deep, but I'm rather afraid of that strain. He may go lame, but we shall see. I called you because I want you to keep out of the sun, lie down in the shade, and rest.' "'I don't feel anything much the matter now, father.' "'Perhaps not, my boy,' said the doctor quietly. "'But I want you to be better still tomorrow, not worse.' Chris, though he did not feel much the matter, to quote his own words, was fully conscious of being a good deal shaken, and when he lay down upon the rough bed of sagebrush covered with a blanket, the attitude was very pleasant to his aching limbs, and he soon began to feel that it was very restful to lie there watching the sides of the valley and making believe to keep a lookout for Indians. 
the evening closed in however without any sign of the enemy and soon after the lad had to listen to the congratulations of bourne and griggs who brought in a pleasant addition to the stores in the shape of the grouse-like birds which came down from the tableland in coveys to get at the water which had been chris's guide to the bottom of the valley a fine bit of luck that squire said griggs getting the mustang back i was surprised have you been to see him asked chris anxiously oh yes i went as soon as i heard what do you think of him regular cripple said griggs in his uncompromising way but you think he'll get better well i hope so but horses are ticklish things and you never know what comes of a sprain or strain i hope he'll come around but i have my doubts about his being quite sound again as soon as it was dark the ponies and mules were quietly driven higher up the valley so as to try and guard against any attempt to carry them off in the night then watch was set and before those not on duty sought their resting places a little debate was held as to the next steps to be taken but not much was said reference was however made to chris's mount and the possibility of his being fit to ride again at the end of a few days but you see everything depends on the indians said the doctor we can't leave here to have them hanging on our heels ready to catch us at a disadvantage i almost wish they'd attack us to-morrow or next day to get severely punished and so discouraged that they'd be off and leave us alone don't you think they'd come back to revenge themselves said chris they must feel very spiteful even now father yes but an indian is very fond of his life my boy and only likes to attack when he feels pretty sure of securing plunder now he is not likely to get much here for any attempt made upon our cattle is bound to result in failure but suppose they attacked in the night said chris i don't think these people would do that my boy they are horse indians apaches i fancy and they like to fight as mounted men so that they can dash in or gallop away but come you've talked too much already lie down and go to sleep we're pretty safe here in our stronghold water is plentiful and it seems as if we have only to go and lie up near that spring to get as many birds as we want now then sleep i want rest badly for i've had a long day and quite as much anxiety as is good for any one man chris thought the same as he lay there rather sleepless now after so long an indulgence and he thought a good deal too as he gazed up through the window opening of the great stars a little feverish and worried about his part in the adventures could i have done any better than i did kept coming as a question which remained unanswered when he dropped off to sleep to begin dreaming about the reproachful eyes of his pony for a time then all was blank end of chapter forty six recording by rene lacroix woodstock ontario canada